0: DCI's Field Pass is presented by Zildjian, the symbol played by more Drum Corps International world class corps than all others combined. Visit them at zildjian.com. From the parking lot. To the tunnel. Check it out. Have fun. Unleash. Let's go. To the 50 yard line. On the field. This is your Field Pass with DCI's Dan Potter. This is your Field Pass Preview of the 2016 Drum Corps International World Class Season. There's some terrific stuff going on down there. Our annual sit-down with DCI Artistic Director Michael Cesario. The course just get better and better and better. To peel back the covers on the shows we're about to see. New ideas uh, from new teams. It's time to study up.
1: Everybody's doing their
0: homework. It isn't just the pop 12. So we're ready to take it all in. You have to keep up. Well, we better get started then. This is your Field Pass. Here's Dan Potter. In our last field pass, which you can still find downloaded download at dci.org, we took a glance back to where we left DCI's world-class top 12 at the end of the 2015 season. This time, a week and a day before the 2016 season starts, we begin our annual sneak peek at this year's shows with DCI artistic director Michael Cesario. We'll bring it to you in two parts, with part two coming your way next Wednesday, just in time for the DCI tour premiere on Thursday, June 23rd at Lucas Oil Stadium, and broadcast live to hundreds of theaters nationwide find one near you at dci.org. Before we start previewing this year's productions from last year's top 12, Michael has a few things to share about the world-class cores who finished 13th or lower in 2015.
1: There's some terrific stuff going on down there, Dan. It's unbelievable the growth of all the cores. If you sat on Thursday night of last year, you know there was contenders at every level. And one of the exciting things is watching uh, new ideas uh, from new teams float to the top as different staffs come together to put some of these groups um, on the map. Uh, you know, I think of Academy with this new Drum Corps Bride. It's kind of the Corpse Bride, but it's Drum Corps Bride uh, show. Just wacky enough, just on the edge enough for their fans to really, really enjoy it. And I think that they're going to get more fans. I think of the Colts with this uh, night music, you know, a little night music. Uh, it's a variety of different things that, that speak of the night. But you get Howard Weinstein in there, and you know there's going to be a couple heart tugs and uh, some love going. Uh, I, I think of Surf with Ebb and Flow, you know, this La Mer idea with the water and so on. Pioneer with St. Joan. I, uh, who hasn't wanted to do a The Joan of Arc show. The Great Pacific Crest with this Union show, which is really kind of a Union Pacific show, mm-hmm. but um, it says so much more than just Union Pacific. But I think when they uh, when they lay the golden stake, uh, I think uh, it's going to be quite a moment. So up and down, up and down the stretch, troopers with hero and a new look and a new sound. I, I got to say everybody's doing their homework. It isn't just the top 12.
0: I remember talking to Mandarin's drum majors at uh, the winter meetings and uh, them telling me how excited they are about the the new feel, the new uh, determination, kind of the new way they're carrying themselves under J.W. Kester.
1: Well, you know, J.W. has that clever way of being super folksy, you know, little folksy aphorisms and stuff. And then you find out he's really this tough (laughs) son of a gun that's really in there. Making it happen, and I think he has a winner's approach about him. He knows how to create the right atmosphere for the kids, and I think that this is going to be another one of his uh, triumphs. So I think, all up and down, um, uh, Mandarin's got a good um, shot at really uh, letting us see a higher level of achievement. So I, I'm a big fan of them anyway, but I think that. Uh, I'm going to get to see them in SoCal, and I can't wait.
0: All right, let's talk about last year's world-class top 12. We'll go in ascending order, starting with last year's number 12. Uh, in 2015, we saw above and beyond from the Crossman. This year, Continuum.
1: You know, when you've got a name like Continuum, we go, okay, what does that mean? Everything's going to end the way it began, or are they going to run in circles? Or, and I'm sure there'll be enough of that reference, but really, it's the big-stage Continuum. The idea that things happen musically and things happen visually, and that we see how they connect. In some ways, it's almost a show about connections, uh, rather than um, one solid drone idea. The music is very filled with variety. It's original, so I think it has a sound to it that is as melodic as anything you've ever heard. There's references to pieces, antique pieces, that I think you might hear carried over. It might be a chord change that reminds you of something. It might be the hint of a melody that reminds you of something. But in the same time, it's kind of a fantasia on themes. I know that sounds very highfalutin. And it's the crossman, we're gonna get plenty of big sound and a big bold look, color card hot on their tails. I I have to say this is a very much more subtle show than last year but I think the bold parts are even bolder.
0: Is this not Andrew Markworth's first all-original show for Drum Corps International?
1: I think for DCI it is. Yeah, uh, He's done that with several bands of his, but this is top-to-bottom uh, Andy stuff, and uh, if you know his work, you know he's not afraid to try anything, but he also is a master of getting the right sounds in the right horns, and so I think that we're going to have some... A wild stuff going on, and their use of electronics is really, really very subtle. So I think you don't feel, and now an electronics break, but rather how does the electronics fit into the continuum of the show?
0: Last year's number 11, The Blue Stars. This year their show is called La Rev.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it's about dreaming, and I think that you've got to remember that there's a logic to dreaming, and at the same time, there's no logic to it. So I think it allows them, they're right now doing a thing where every now and again, there's a surprise. And then every now and again, it leads us to where we, we hope it goes, where we want it to go. And remember, some dreams are nightmares. So I think um, it's, it's one of the best kept secrets this year. And I think for good reason. I think they've got uh, a winner here. And uh, this is going to be a good test for the membership as well as the audience, uh, because um, we love our blue stars, and we want them to do well, and they always have something unique or interesting going on. But this year, I think it's more unique. It, it it stands out from the crowd a lot more, and it's because they have a theme that allows them to go more places.
0: Music by Benoit Jutra, who, of course, is known a, a lot for his Cirque du Soleil work, and then by the two Richards, Wagner and Saucedo. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm sure that Wagner would be more than happy
0: to be put in the same league
1: as Saucedo. Um Remember that both Richards uh, have produced some pretty memorable drum code moments. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> separately from each other, of course. <laughs> so I, I think that um, uh, we're, not telling, uh, we're not telling Dick Sacedo that he's as old as Wagner. Um, but uh, you, you've got to remember, Sacedo's always capable of adding a twist to something that you thought you knew, and uh, so I think uh, I think there's as I say, all I can say is there's some big surprises in store for them.
0: Last year's number ten, the Boston Crusaders. they're coming off that great anniversary year this year, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Michael. Is it quixotic?
1: I thought it was quixotic. Oh, as in? you know, a little bit of a a little bit of a play on chaotic, but,
0: and Don um, Quixote you know, Don as well Quixote. yeah, you know.
1: There's going to be plenty of Man of La Mancha, but it's bigger than that. Man of La Mancha, which is all in 6-8 time, can be a little bit repetitive because of the meter. And they very carefully inserted completely other things that take the battle. Remember that uh, Don Quixote, it's a mental battle as well as a as a physical one. I mean, when we say he's doing battle with windmills, we mean something bigger and probably more powerful than than he is but he's going to go through it for the fight, no matter what. Um, I am sure we will hear the quest, which is the the tune we mostly know as to dream the impossible dream. But there's some uh, riotous um, obstacles to be overcome in the process of of declaring that dream. So I think that uh, here again, the idea that it is something bigger, that uh, I almost want to say it's rocky, you know, you, you took it all the way to the end. You were in there till the final bell, no, win or lose. And with uh, Boston, who really is doing a magnificent job on the board level as well, they really have started to get their act together, and now it's being able to reflect it in the core. So I I'm, I'm, couldn't be happier with, uh, with the direction they're going, and some really clever people involved. So uh, it's a time uh, I'm, I'm delighted that Brian Murphy is back writing Drill, and Jay Murphy is giving him a hand. So wow. I think we're going to see something pretty darn creative uh, on the field in terms of choreography.
0: I was there at their 75th anniversary celebration last year, and you're right, there is a determination on the Boston Crusaders board of directors to not be satisfied with where they've been and to head for the top.
1: It's a plan that they have, and anytime you get businessmen of that ilk Um, getting ready to say, okay, let's do business. Let's get down to business here. I think you've got the the chance for a real, real, fine, solid organization. And more and more cores are turning to an umbrella organization that might sponsor more than one kind of youth activity and more than one kind of arts activity going back to 84 and YEA. Uh, certainly the Blue Devils do it De- uh, Denver does it. There's, most of these cores are, are moving that way, and you're really seeing a big push at Boston.
0: The uh, Cavaliers in 2015 were neck and neck with the Madison Scouts at 9th and 8th, respectively. Uh, Cavaliers at 9th. This year, their show is called Propaganda.
1: I have seen and heard this thing, and it is not your father's Cavaliers um we know them we love them what we like most is a big idea and a a, a strong color guard a masculine flavor and they have brought this to the table this year but more importantly they brought new ideas to the table so the idea of propaganda and by that they're not running around saying propaganda good or propaganda good they're really showing us all sides of propaganda and the elements that make up propaganda, I, I think you're going to find it to be a very modern show. The folks that are, are doing it really have a different flavor. There's a new show coordinator and a new visual coordinator, and uh, both those guys. Um, and of course, uh, you know I know Dan Wiles from for years, but he's back. Remember, he is a former marching member of the Cavaliers. So when you say who's got the best interest of the corn mind who better than uh, a former marching member. I think that um, his brilliance uh, kind of is touching every uh, area of the thing. But but it's more than that. It's that the whole team is being brought together. So uh, everybody involved is being lifted. It isn't like a person coming in or David coming in and, and pointing. It is really them all lifting uh, their... Uh, you know, so strong in so many areas, and in areas where they've taken a back seat, maybe for a year or two, they have no intent of taking that back seat any longer. I, we do have to remember that some of these longtime powerhouses um, don't stay away for long. They are constantly revived, and uh, and the Cavaliers would be a good example of it. Remember that the show the Cavaliers did last year could have won. Eight years ago. (laughs) Indeed. The upsurge in how good cores are these days is phenomenal. And So, in fact, one of the things you recall a couple of three years ago back, um, we tightened up uh, the boxes and tightened up the standards on the judging end. And uh, we'll be doing that this year again, which is as these cores get better, you're going to land up redefining what perfect is. You're going to end up redefining what superior is um, because the cores just get better and better and better. And you have to keep up with the cores. You have to keep up with the excellence that they put out and the effect that they put out. So the judges will be uh, in there making sure that a 75 is really a 75 and uh, not an 82 or not a 65. You know, we're really uh, being fairly close to the vest with the. Uh, numbers management this year
0: last year madison scouts beat the cavaliers by four tenths with 78th and madison this year a take on jesus christ superstar judas
1: it's the music of
0: jesus christ superstar but
1: it is not the story of jesus christ superstar i don't think we see jesus i don't I, i don't think it's that play i think that what you've got is a narrative line and there's nobody better than casey michael and the boys to Tad Dugan and, and Casey Perkins and all my friends up there, but you know, I have lots of friends all over. That's why I hate the last day when they hand out scores, you know? <laughs> yes. But, um, uh, it's, it's a narrative through line. Is there any more exciting or moving story than the, well, first of all, the story of the bad boys, you know what I mean? but, is there any more exciting story than the prodigal redeemed? Hmm. And I think that's what you've got here. The guy that, that lives on the raw edge and is more exciting, he's not the central figure in Jesus Christ Superstar, but in, in this case, his abilities and his jealousy and his emotions are raw nerves. They've been rubbed, rubbed raw, and they are part of this uh, a part of this program. This is not your jolly Madison scouts. There are some pretty wild moments, but I, if, if you hear this show and are not moved, I, I, you're made of stone hmm. and I'll tell you something else. They sound like vintage Madison in the best way possible. Awesome. Um, and by that, I mean, the, the horns are wailing. The drums are, there are moments that are just, where you go, Madison? I know, I know them, and yet you know the intonation is on par and the horns are great. I, I really have to say, I think they got something cooking here.
0: Last year's number seven and uh, the first core above ninety in finals was Phantom Regiment. Uh, this year, Phantom Show is called "Voice of Promise," and there are a couple of uh, familiar pieces to any drum corps fan in there, including "Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra" by uh, Benjamin Britten. John Adams' "The Chairman Dances" is in this Phantom Show, um, but I've been talking to some of the Phantom staff, and I think Phantom Regiment uh, fans might be surprised with the, a bit of the direction that they're taking this year.
1: I I don't think so. Hmm. <laughs> I think the real Phantom Regiment fan wants that big, powerful, knock them dead, beat, beat me, whip me, make me write bad checks kind of sound, which they do have this year. Um, and at the same time, they're expecting the new. This is the group with Spartacus, don't forget. This is a group. Uh, this is not it's not a storytelling year for them. And I think that's a good that's a healthy thing. I think that uh, they also, remember, were one of the first cores way back in the 80s to do abstract shows. And I think this one has a narrative of emotion. I think there's that emotional roller coaster that goes through this. But intellectually, they've taken certain abstract looks and abstract sounds and put them together. Um, when, you, you know, when you speak of voice of promise, it sounds like one of those, yeah, I don't know what that means kind of thing. But in fact, it's their 60th anniversary. And when we talk about the Voice of Promise, we're talking about them. It is the emotional roller coaster they've been on, including coming out of a, of a destroying fire and all of that, without playing the oldie tunes and the ones we all know and No Else's Procession and all that. It, it gives you a sense of where they've come from, but for. This year, it also gives you a sense of where they're going. So it's that perfect spot of of calculating, where have they been? Let's take a good inner view of where we've been. And let's also say, where can we take this astounding identity? Where is this personality going? And with them, sky's the limit. But I think when you hear uh, that, the opening strains of the Shostakovich, I think you're going to know who's playing. I, I think they could be behind a curtain. I think they could be in, um, you know, bicycle shorts and you <laughs> would know who that was yeah. and chairman dances, which we've not heard uh, and would seem to be way out of their ballpark. In fact, when you get, you know, a Tony hall, a, 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 that crowd flowing in there, it's right up their alley. Um, if you look at the, uh, 20 years ago, their championship show, um, there's a lot of this same flavor. There's a story in there, but it's not Susie Cream Cheese buys a sandwich and goes to the woods. This is, uh, this is really what happens to the emotions and intellect as it faces these different challenges. And I, I'm thinking that their fans are actually going to love it. Oh. And I also think there's something to be said for the fact that in minute nine, is when they bring out... Wow. So um, they either are crazy or very confident.
0: I As you were talking about it, not having a, a through plot line or a narrative, really. Uh, one of my all-time favorite Phantom shows is 2003, the Harmonic Journey show. And uh, I'm yeah. hoping this has the same kind of effect on me.
1: I think it will. I think that this is one of those When they get to the joyous sounds of the, I mean, you you get to the end of that, at the end of young persons, and, you know, uh, uh, they've got all those notes going, and then in come the Buicks, you know, you're going to have to feel something. (laughs) (laughs) They don't don't play around with that kind of stuff, and uh, much like Madison with this huge revival at Madison, Cavaliers with this huge revival, you know, Phantom is the same way. They don't take being down for very long. They don't care for it. They don't like it. They just want to be the Phantom Regiment. Love me or believe me, you know. And this one I think people are going to really like because there's nothing standing your way from understanding it.
0: Drum Corps International Artistic Director Michael Cesario. Michael previews the 2016 productions from last year's top six in our next Field Pass one week from today. DCI's Field Pass is presented by Zilgit. Visit them at Zildjian.com. I'm Dan Potter. Countdown to step off eight days. I'll see you at the stadium.